What's going on, all you dads out there and all you moms? Welcome to the Fade You Podcast, episode 136. How'd that happen? Thank you for everyone who listens and supports the show. We appreciate you guys spreading the word, telling your friends, liking our shit on Twitter, subscribing to the pod. We love all that stuff and we appreciate it so much. Some housekeeping stuff before we begin today. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Hit that YouTube link in the Twitter bio. Get subscribed to that. Find us on TikTok at Fade University. Uh, this we got a big week coming up here at Fade U. We may have to get some TikTok content going from uh, from a certain special place, and we'll talk about that soon. My name is Matthew James, and I am joined on today's pod. Let's see, we got Joe from the studio in a sweet shirt. Joe, how you feeling? Feeling really good, man. Coming off like a three, four day fucking bender. Just hopped off the Peloton bike. And now I'm wearing a uh, shirt with flamingos on it while the Florida Panthers score. So I'm doing really good. Oh, there, there it is. Nice. Nicely done. He is lurking in the shadows, waiting for you to take an L so he can talk shit. That would be Chris Duke. Chris, how are you? Wonderful father. It is beautiful in Orange, California today. And it it brings me joy to talk to my dads, knowing that we're just a few days away from a wild, wild weekend. A wild, wild weekend it is. So on the sports calendar right now, you know, we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Round two started today. We're in the middle of the NBA playoffs for those who still give a shit. But this week is the PGA Championship, and the PGA Championship this year just so happens to be played in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at Southern Hills. So we have, we are tickled to welcome back one of our absolute favorites, fan favorite, if I do say so myself. We can see his freckled face right now, and it is just lovely. The Merce is back. Riley is back. Riley, how are you? Hello, moms and dads. Um, I'm doing pretty well. The Frex, we're doing doing nice. Uh, yes, coming to you live from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The weather is beautiful. Um, was able to check out a practice round yesterday, and I'm looking forward to sharing some uh, some insider info with all the viewers today. Yeah, the eye bags are looking decent right now too. We got to get, we got to keep hitting up disco stick to get you all squared away. But they're looking. We will okay. not relent. We will not relent. Now, Riley, you're in Southern. You're at Southern Hills in Tulsa for the PGA Championship, live on location. We have a dad there. Now, when I go outside these days, it takes me about five minutes to get a little sunburned. So, are you wearing sunscreen? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I missed a spot here on my neck. You, can, you guys see that right there? Yeah. This is what, oh, nice, yes. Matt. Look at this. Yeah, there, there we go. This, Chris, this is what happens if I don't wear sunscreen. <laughs> all right. 
I hear you. We want to avoid the benzene. We'll get a zinc-based sunscreen, but yes, wearing my sunscreen. Very important. How, how much money, Riley, for you to go uh, one of the rounds shirtless? <laughs> no sunscreen. How much money? Oh, man. You know, I've been putting in work on the Peloton. Um, I'm trying to get my body looking decent for summertime, but it's not quite there. So the number is going to be a little, the number is going to be high. I still got a nice little cupcake um, <laughs> or a muffin top, whatever. Um, let's go with, let's go with enough to buy me a 12 pack of beer. Oh, wow. Which is going to come out to whatever 12 times 20 is. Chris, do the math on that. Damn, yeah, the beers are expensive, man. You only want 12? We need like we need 18 like or 24. Be, I feel like that'd be enough. I feel like 12 would be good. And so, Riley, how ready are you for Christopher to show up in your town? Yeah. Joe mentioned a three-day bender. That that's what's coming my way. Um I typically need Chris in small doses, but yeah, he's, I'm going to pick him up on Friday. He'll be staying at the apartment. We're going to go to the tournament on Saturday, Sunday. We're also going to golf Saturday, Sunday. So it's going to be a long two days, but um, I'm going to detox these next couple two, these next few days, uh, get the mind and body right. And I will be ready for him come Friday, Friday evening. There are a few people that you need in small doses more so than Chris Duke. <laughs> Isn't that the truest thing? <laughs> yeah. And yes, I lived is. with them for fucking months at a time for fucking twice. I think Riley did too. Oh, I did. I did. Wow. I'm sorry. I missed out on uh, that experience. I have not done that, but anyways, all right. We wanted to uh, bring this little group together so that we can share with all 12 listeners of this podcast. Just kidding. There's a few more than that. Please share it with your friends, everyone, on how we can make some money on this PGA championship that will not feature Phil Mickelson, but that's kind of a big yikes. Yikes. So, all right. Riley is at Southern Hills. Riley has been walking the course, attending practice rounds. He's been soaking in the majesty of Southern Hills. Tell us about this wonderful golf course. Yeah, so... Kind of interesting. I did not know that Southern Hills has hosted three U.S. Opens, but they have, and they've also hosted four PGA Championships. Uh, this is going to be the fifth time they've hosted, which is the most out of any other. Any, it's the most times any other course has hosted a championship. So, um, was able to walk the grounds on Monday. The course is freaking immaculate. You could sleep. You could. You could make love to your significant other on these fairways. They are just mm. immaculate. Um, and, and yeah, so I got to, you know, on Monday when they do the practice rounds, it's kind of, you know, it's not like they have, uh, you, you can't see the tee times. You don't know when the players are coming through. You don't really know who they're going to be with. Unless you can recognize their face, you don't really know who's golfing. Um, but I was able to follow one group. It was Dustin Johnson. John Rahm, Harry Higgs, and uh, Tyrell Hatton. Kind of, I guess they get to pick their own practice rounds, who they get to play with. 
kind of an interesting group. I didn't see all those people. I don't imagine them vibing together too well. But uh, from what I could see, John Rom, he had he took maybe like five five attempts trying to hit this five footer, and he never made it. Never made the putt. Um, this was on hole twelve, so it's a par four, dog leg left. Uh, Dustin Johnson right down the middle had a beautiful approach shot made birdie he looks loose he looks ready to go the dad just got officially he just got married did he I think they just actually got married recent Joe is that right DJ and Paulina finally just got they finally got married recently Uh, oh fuck I don't know, man. I mean, obviously that, that couple's a fucking shit show. So I have no idea. I've heard this. I've heard this. I've heard the same thing. I thought they were married um, in the past, but I guess that could be, that could be accurate. So they were engaged Uh, for eight years. Hopefully Paulina keeps posting some thirst traps though. That's what we want to see. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Dustin and Paulina were engaged for eight years and then they finally got married in, uh, Blackberry Farm in Walland, Tennessee, three hours outside of Nashville on April 26th. So the dad's loose. I I like it. He's a married man. He's feeling great. (laughs) Maybe he's more stressed now that he can't get rid of her. (laughs) I don't know. It could be a fade you narrative. Is he he actually loose or is he more stressed? Because now he has to give up half his net worth if he fucking (laughs) gets divorced. She is, uh, yeah, she's certainly easy on the eyes, but as we all know, especially when you're going to pick someone for life, that ain't what it's all about. Um, but anywho, so he got, got the odds here to win. He's plus 2,100. I personally don't see myself. Oh, Chris just had something pulled up. Um, I don't know. I personally don't like picking players just to win outright. It seems kind of silly to me. It seems like kind of a crapshoot but, but you're a silly I, guy right wouldn't you i'm a silly i'm a silly guy i think what i'll probably end up doing is picking him to finish top 10 plus 250 uh another player that i that i love um he also has freckles although probably less than me had a great performance at the Masters. shane lowry um He's a top dad. 10 for him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's, I followed him for a little bit. He was playing with Lee Westwood. He seems to be playing pretty loose, super happy. Um, so yeah, him top 10 is plus 300. Um, the other guy, because we're going to come full circle here. The first time I was ever on this podcast, I picked Xander Shoffley in a matchup and it lost, but uh, was able to follow him a little bit. Fellow Aztec looking for that first major i like him maybe even top five you can get him at plus 450 um and then really quick the one player that people seem to be talking about is victor hovland he is from stillwater oklahoma that's where he lives he played for oklahoma state he does have experience playing southern hills um he would play there i think he played there twice for the big 12 uh big 12 championship and uh Somebody who has been at Southern Hills the past, you know, year uh, has basically told me that he's been there practicing for three weeks. So seems like he's putting a lot of time and energy into this tournament. Um, kind of a hometown hero, I guess. 
He's you know still water just an hour away from Tulsa. So Hav to win plus two thousand, or if you wanted to get him top five, he's plus four fifty. Um, I like those guys: DJ X, Hav, Lowry. No love for Louis. <sighs> you know, I I do I you you know that I love. I love King Louie, but um, no, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really see to one to win. Is that not worth some pizza I mean, money? No, that's hey. Those odds are those odds are great. Yeah, we could we could I, we could do twenty on that or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> oh, and one other person, Tyler Tyrell Hatton. Uh, him to miss the cut is plus one sixty. I don't know if you guys were following him much at the Masters. He he just always has a really bad attitude. He's always like angry, and the same thing. Same thing at this Monday practice round. He was like throwing his. He threw his club, looked super angry. Um, anyways, I just don't like his attitude. So I'm going to pick him to not make the cut. Plus one sixty. Wow, that's on, that's on field information you will not get from any other source. Yeah, definitely sure. can't get can't get that on any other show. So a couple things there to pull to pull out. Um, one, when betting golf tournaments, one thing that's unique to the PGA, you mentioned not wanting to necessarily bet someone to win. Whereas, like at the Masters, you could do that with a smaller field. The PGA Championship is notorious for a big ass field. So maybe there is something to top tens, top fives, rather than trying to pick a winner, because like you said, it's a crapshoot with such a massive field. Yeah, the first tee time on, they just came out the tee times for Thursday. So I think the very first tee time, John Daly's in it, that's at seven in the morning. And the very last tee time is 2.42. So that's just that's just a lot of players to go out there and, and play for two days. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Who do they got daily playing with? You know, that's a good question. I have it on my little app here. I'm surprised. Well, at least a good, it's good to hear that JD can walk. Cause that was his thing. He couldn't walk for a while. And this is a hilly <laughs> ass course. Didn't he request like a, to use a cart Joe? Yeah. And they Not denied. too long ago. Oh yeah. They did. I'm going to Tyrell Hatton and throw my club at Riley on Saturday. <laughs> that does not surprise me, Chris. No. <laughs> you've already you've already tried to hit a golf ball at me from like point blank range and you've thrown golf balls at me, so um not surprised I'll, by that. I will never connect with you though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's the, the other thing <laughs> the, the other thing cart, Riley that you, that you the other thing you mentioned was um, Hovland, uh, Oklahoma State mm-hmm. alum in the field. I have heard, because one thing people look at when they bet golf tournaments is course experience. And because this is not a normal rotation course, this is one that has only hosted a few majors and has not hosted a major since 2007, I think. Is that when Tiger yep. won? Southern Hills Tiger 2007. Won. Yep, yep. And so you can't really look at course history for a lot of these guys, except for the guys who played there in college. You alluded to the Big 12 championship being played at Southern Hills. So there are, I think, three 
gentlemen in the field from Oklahoma State. You mentioned Victor Hovland. The other two are Ricky Fowler, who has not contended at a major in some time, and also Taylor Gooch. Anything to maybe looking at Fowler or Gooch to, I don't know, make a cut, play better than maybe people are expecting? How much of an advantage is this to have course familiarity on a course that isn't going to be familiar for most of the field? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, obviously I know nothing about what it's like being a professional golfer, but, you know, you're traveling, you're always on the road. Um, You know, having some accommodations each night that are you're familiar with, um, I think that could probably go a long way. Ricky? I don't know. What what has Ricky done recently? Does anybody know if he's had some good outings? Jack or... shit. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he's not been good. Yeah, so I don't know. What about any U of – I don't know if there's any University of Oklahoma golfers that are, that are entering. But, um, yeah, there might be – I'm sure there is something to, to that, uh, Matthew, but – also, I have this here. So the tee time, sorry to switch gears. John Daly's playing with Sean Mitchell, Sean McKeel. McKeel? And, oh, wow. And, and Y.E. Yang. The big, the big tee time on Thursday is the, obviously, the one with, the one with Tiger Woods. 8-11, it's Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and Jordan Speed. So I imagine there's going to be a huge crowd following that group. Boy, if that uh, if that group of John Daly, Sean McKeel, and Y.E. Yang isn't a uh, a big three of previous PGA champions, <laughs> I don't know what is. You guys remember Y.E. Yang lifting his bag like the Stanley Cup after he outdoed the Tiger? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow. And then uh, Victor Victor Hovland's going off at eight o'clock with with Will Zalatoris and Cameron Smith. So that'll also be a big good group. Zalaclitoris. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the one, Joe. Speaking so, of Zalaclitoris, I got one quick stat for him. So if you're looking at strokes gained approach over their past 24 rounds, Clitty, as we like to text him, is actually in first place in the entire PGA on the PGA tour right now. He's the best strokes gained approach player on the tour. So what is it? I mean, are we, are we thinking that he may just play well in every major? Are you picking your spots with, with big Z? What do you think, Joe? I don't really give a shit about him. I'm not betting on him. (laughs) I just, I just just like his name. It's funny. Now here's something I've heard. I've heard it's, I've heard the wind is going to roll in. Is Zalatoris going to blow away in the wind? He's, he's skinnier than Mark. Yeah, he might. I have stats on the wind too, which I am bu- kind of buying into a little bit just because they said that they're projected to get four different wind directions on throughout the weekends, throughout the weeks, which is fucking crazy. And the best player in the wind this season has been John Rom, second Cantley, then Morikawa, Webb Simpson, and then King Louie. So Ooh. if you like the wind narrative, those are your five you want. Yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong with Colin Morikawa. Um, he's obviously kind of a square pick. 
I would probably take him over John Rahm. Um, one thing I did notice walking the course is that the rough is not that tall. It's not that tall. It's not like something you'd see at a U.S. Open. Um, you know, a lot of the players, like, they, they have four or five balls up on the green, and they'll, they'll walk around, drop the ball in the rough, work on some chipping. And the lives that they were giving themselves, they, they weren't too bad. So um, makes me wonder what the final score is going to be that wins the tournament. I imagine it's going to be decent, decently low, de-slow. Do you think Tiger is going to struggle walking this bitch? I was struggling. I was struggling walking it. I mean, I did. I was coming off a long night on Sunday. Um, but and three hot dogs. Southern. And three hot dogs. Um, <laughs> they don't call it Southern Hills for nothing. It's it's for sure hilly. The rest of the state's pretty flat, but this golf course is definitely hilly. I could see him struggling. Chris, you a big win narrative guy? Are you going to look to find guys that perform well in the wind? Are you used to playing in the wind? Grew up playing in the wind? What do you think? <laughs> Maybe peeing into the wind. <laughs> hey, yeah, I mean, definitely, it's it's awesome. Like we grew up uh, near El Segundo, playing at the same little nine hole, and it was crazy when you went out at seven a.m. to when we'd finish when the sun was setting at like seven p.m. How much more wind there was, and how crazy of a you know difference it is from hole to hole and uh, the club you're going to use. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's big time. Obviously Rom's been there and um, has uh, pulled his big Spanish C out recently and uh, he deals with the pressure. So we'll see. It'll, it, I'm interested to see um, like Joe said, like from when, it, what the wind will feel like when I get there Friday night to Saturday to Sunday, like it'll be interesting to you know, walk it and feel the wind on the different holes and see how, it's always, they say that's, uh, that's the number one thing in golf, you know, that'll, that'll mind fuck a player. If you, you know, you hit nine iron the day before, and then you, you maybe club up and go eight and you're still coming up short, maybe you launch it long. And then they're in that rough Riley was talking about. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle it. Riley, is this a long course? Is this going to be one where bigger hitters have an advantage? Um, or how much of an advantage is length going to be? It's not a U.S. Open course or anything like that. Well, I guess it has been, but uh, the current setup, how how long is this thing? Um, you know, that's a great question. I have the, the course info pulled up here, but it just goes hole by hole. I mean, looking at it, being there, you can definitely see where the tee boxes are for – you know, members of Southern Hills where they would be teeing off from. And then you see the championship tees. The championship tees are way back. I believe hole number eight is a par. Yeah, it's par three. And on Monday, they had it playing 250 yards. So Chris wouldn't even be able to get there with driver. Uh, But lob wedge, lob wedge. (laughs) Yeah, but so, you know, hole 10. That's a par four, three seventy six. That's pretty short. Um, hole thirteen is a par five, six hundred thirty two yards. There's another uh, two hundred thirty yard par three on the back hole fourteen, um, and then you finish with a four hundred and ninety one yard par four. That's hole eighteen. It's got a 
ton of bunkers. Is, is, There's is bunkers uphill? everywhere, creeks everywhere. It is uphill, yes. Yep. <laughs> so it's probably playing well over 500 yards. Wow. Yeah, and if yeah, and then depending, you know, like you guys were saying, depending on where the wind's blowing, could add a lot of yards. So the PGA Championship is known as kind of the one where you get some random winners at times. Uh, we talked about Daly and Yang and McKeel and guys like that. So is there anyone, maybe maybe not like a no-name random guy no one's ever heard of, but you also get guys like kind of in the middle tier, like guys like Keegan Bradley has won a PGA, uh, Jimmy Walker, Duffner, like that kind of tier player can win a PGA Championship. Anybody that hasn't won a major that that any dads can think of that wouldn't be like coming out of nowhere, but could be like, okay, I could like an Abraham answer kind of guy, like, like that, that next tier, answer? like Connors. Yeah. Answer is not bad. I, if, uh, when I checked earlier, he was like 60 to one. I mean, it's, it's not it, nothing crazy, but it's fun to throw something on. Chris, can you think of anybody kind of in that range that could be like, not a shocker, but kind of a guy like, oh, okay, I could see him. He's a guy who would win in like a normal tournament, but wouldn't be someone you would think would win like uh, a U.S. Open or the Masters. Maybe it's just because I'm not vegan anymore. I'm a carnivore, but give me some Daniel Berger cock. There you go. <laughs> Something fun would be like Tommy Fleetwood. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Guy that's going to win like one major. Yeah. Yeah, big hairpiece guys. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood's <laughs> right up there. You know, with the wind, maybe the hairpiece guys. You know, somebody's going to have a, the nice piece blowing in the wind a little bit. I don't know. Could be something there. This feels, this feels like a like a fucking Billy Horschel could win it. Does it not? <laughs> Shit like that. It would be. Yeah. It would be electric because maybe you guys will be maybe a that. maybe a Gary Woodland. He's won a few yeah. time, a few times you, on the you PGA won a US Open and- though. Yeah, yeah, he. he oh, won okay. a US Open. yeah, that's right. Where um, Max one Homa person comes to mind. Homa's Max a good. Homa. That's a good one. Yeah, so Daniel Berger, I think I'm seeing is uh 45 to one. So it's not not too shabby. One person I think everybody would would like to see win is Lee Westwood. Would be great to see him turn back the hands of time. And yeah, Lee's leaving knows, the PGA Tour, too. We had an He's, old winner last year with Phil Mickelson. Maybe that trend continues. Maybe that trend continues. Do we think Phil's gambling on this? <laughs> <laughs> when Phil lost uh, 40 mil, what, what do you think his unit size is? And we're not talking his uh, purple-headed Peace. yogurt slinger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His fucking custard launcher. It's got to be like fifty grand, right? Dude, did All you right, guys please. hear the story on Follow the Money this morning about what he used to bet on? Uh, no, with with McCords. With is that the guy that the that, announcer? Uh, yeah, broadcasting. Yeah. yeah, isn't that incredible? We used to get tell, we used to tell the story. Yeah, yeah, he'd be in the in the booth and he he signal to bones his caddy the odds of like what if phil was gonna two putt or whatnot he'd fire up a three or four to one or five to one he then bones would go whisper in his ear and then he'd get he'd nod back if phil said he'll take it and they'd fucking give each other 
wads of 20 back back and forth they said finally the pga goes dude you gotta stop fucking throwing money at it <laughs> i mean that's just incredible he's not only is he already they're like is that not enough that you're fucking playing and you're in with a seven million dollar purse you've got the side bet that bitch <laughs> incredible that's just tier one godlike <laughs> dad move yeah. right there just a, a, a he's just like us he's a degen he's i mean what more can you say didn't he, oh, doesn't Phil. he have some connection with billy walters have you guys heard that yeah oh, yeah that's apparently yeah. there's a couple new books out that uh are gonna be very interesting for Philly cheese yeah. coming. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay, so well, here, here's what you fuck with Billy Walters, you get fucked with. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yikes! Billy's writing a memoir, and yeah, Phil uh, apparently Phil's a little worried about what might come out in that. But all right, here's a topic we had cooking. So we talked about guys who uh, haven't won a major yet, who, who could win from this lower tier guy. So. We want to talk about, all right, guys, like the top guys that haven't won a major. Hovland hasn't won a major yet. Shoffley hasn't won a major yet. Uh, a couple other guys kind of in that, that upper tier like that. So you have to risk a testicle on one of these guys that hasn't won a major yet. And you got a ball on the line. So you got to pick one guy that you think is going to win at least one in the next 10 years. Who are you risking the testicle on and why? Who wants to start? And we can, we can come back to this in a few years and see who has to yes. lose in that. We can see, yeah, we can see who's going <laughs> to lose one of, the, one of the boys. Joe, you go first. Lance Armstrong. You got you to gotta oh, put yeah. one of the balls on the line, and you got to pick one guy who you think is going to for sure win at least one major in the next 10 years, and he hasn't won one yet. Who are you going with? I think it has to be Victor Hovland. I mean, the dude is just up and coming. He's top five in the world. I mean, he looks like he's going to win. He's he's a stud. Um, JT doesn't have one, right? He has the the players. J- he doesn't have JT, a major, though. The, no, JT's won a PGA. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. So that was going to be my other one. I could. I was just off the top of my head. But, yeah, Victor Hovland would be my, my pick for so Hav is 24 years old right now. He's going to turn 25 in September. So by September of 2032, if Hav hasn't won a major, Joe's going to lose a ball. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Chris, who, who are you putting um, it on the line for? I'm going to go with just because it rhymes with bogey and that's what I get. And I've got a big, a big uh, stogie. I'm going to go with Tom Hoagie. Okay. Tom Hoagie. <laughs> it's got to go back to fucking, it's got to go back to Pebble Beach. Yeah, baby. We'll take He's... that test. We'll take that testicle right now, Christopher. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, it's an interesting pick there, Chris. All right, Riley, who are you putting it on the um, line for? So I was going to put it on the line for Xander, but I feel like that's kind of boring. So I'm going to put it on the line for Joaquin Neiman. He's a young dude. Yeah. And I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to probably add him to the mix of people I uh, dabble with this weekend, but he just had that impressive win at um, 
what was it the nissan open um and uh, yeah that's young, right. young up and coming and can hit the ball a freaking country mile and uh yeah he's i'm, I'm risking the testy for for joaquin what Joaquin's, about you, he's, uh, he's super young right joaquin's only 20, 23 wow yeah yeah, when he when he played with uh, Tiger at uh, at uh, fucking Augusta National, Tiger's forty six. He's twenty three. So he's literally half his age. Wow, that's crazy. Boom. Um, well, I can tell you who I won't put it on is Ricky Fowler. Do you guys remember a few years ago, Fowler was like T two in almost every major yep. for a little while there. I think the only God. worst one would be fucking Tony Finau. Oh. Yeah. I mean, shit. You know, he folds on Sundays. So, yeah, the nutsack would be quivering if you had Fino just going into the final round. Oh, my God. <laughs> Almost as much as. Uh, do we, what, what do you think the odds are if Fino gets on before Tom Hoagie? <laughs> Jesus. Hoagie. Gosh, I, thought Hoagie, I thought Hoagie was younger, but I think he's 32. No, he's, so. 30. I'm like, yeah, he's. I might go yeah, with Will's out instead. I'll switch my nut out for you Will's out. Can't Val. switch your nut out, dude. You already <laughs> said it. Can't do that. Um, you know who would be a great old guy winner would be Coocher. That would be fun. Cooch would be yeah. amazing. Cooch would Cooch be would be incredible. Finally, get a major. We're so. missing a very obvious one here, unless Matt picks it on his pick. I was going to pick Zal. I, I mean, I bet him oh. to win the Masters a couple months ago. I was going to go Zal. Who's the obvious one we're missing? Cam Smith. Oh, my Ooh, God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cam Cock. Maybe Jesper Parnovac. Cam Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, wait. With more importantly. Did you just say Jesper Parnovac? <laughs> oh That's God. a name right I there. I haven't heard that name in a long I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I got his autograph at the Nissan Open once. Oh, he tied for second in two opens. Oh, he almost had one. Right, so more importantly, Barnrat. That's that's a good. Or so what's the other guy? Uh, Buzen Buzenahot. Yeah, he's South African. I think so. He's yeah, solid. Yeah, solid player. Um, so more importantly than the guy you would you're putting it on, which uh. Which of the boys do you keep safe, the left one or the right one? Chris, you got a preferred testicle? I think I might keep my left one just because I'm right-handed. So maybe it's like they say, like, you know, the opposite of the brain. So maybe the left is a stronger nut. So I'll just chill with the left. Currently, mine are both symmetrical. So um, I have I have no preference on on side. Easy question for me. My left is slightly larger, so we're going to keep the larger ball. <laughs> a larger ball. Uh, amazing. Uh, let's end it with this. Riley, I want your best Chris Duke golf story. Oh, wow. You already talked about him throwing clubs at you and throwing balls at you. I want a, <laughs> I want, I want a good Chris Duke golf story. Let's see here. We've had a ton of rounds. We've had a ton of we've had a ton of rounds together. Anything coming to mind, Chris? One of our one of our better moments on the course. 
Oh, I, I got a story. Um, little golf course in uh, Lakewood, California called El Dorado. Short is Eldo. <laughs> I think you guys have probably all all played there. You've played that. But yes. um, I was able. I was able to witness Chris's first eagle. His first, how many eagles do you have now, Chris? Two? Only two that I know of. <laughs> that I know of. How would you not know of them? Um, yeah, so what would you do? That was a par five. You hit a beautiful drive. Three wood right on up. You had maybe like five feet, but it was a tester. Downhill, had a little bit of break, and he drained it. He drained it. So I got to witness Chris's first eagle. Riley recorded it, and uh, I posted it. It was an eaglicious day, and it was good, man. Pull your cock out, Chris. <laughs> we were playing with some old guy. I guess I should have. <laughs> Chris, didn't you pull your dick out and put it in the hole once? <laughs> yeah, that was at the aforementioned the lakes uh, of El Segundo. Yeah, eighth hole. <laughs> Just wanted to feel the bottom of the cup, you know. <laughs> that course is also right next to a refinery, and he would tee it up on <laughs> the ninth hole and, and tee it directly into the refinery, and then just he'd be quiet and he'd just wait and hear the ball ricochet, ricocheting all over the place. <laughs> I mean, but Chris, you're an absolute menace. Wait man. for the doink. <laughs> what about you, Chris? You got a you got any great story? With Riley on the course, he comes to mind. Yeah, it was probably the the uh, same course. Actually, I don't know Riley can say, but it's funny because his mom was just out there, and we have a joke, uh, a running joke. And she texted him and said, "Riley, I think I found your ball." And send a picture of uh, the street called Fred Waring because the the course goes along that. And Riley hit some fucking shank our doodle over into the and i'm like hey riley it's you're gonna be tough to find your ball over there on fred wearing drive and uh his his mom and dad remember that and died and then i think i don't know might have been a different but he was a long short part four like 270 280 under 300 but it's over water and so we're thinking you know i lay up i think bobby laid up and riley's like fuck what should i do he says i made my fucking decision keeps his driver in hand nukes it over the water to like five feet and again another tester eagle put downhill and just drains it and fucking his decision paid off and it was hot we were all stoked chugged beers and it was fucking sick yeah that was at indian wells in palm, palm desert yeah good times chris we'll make some more this weekend yes sir all right, dads, we got anything else? Uh, are we going to get another show maybe mid-tournament? Do we want to maybe do something? I don't know what you guys are going to have going on, maybe for the final round. We can, yeah, we can come to you live from Southern Hills, maybe on Saturday, Saturday and or Sunday. Maybe find some like matchups we like for Sunday or Saturday, something like that, after we kind of see how it's going the first few days and see what uh, the leaderboard's looking like. That could be fun. Love it. Let's get a feel for the first two days, see who makes the cut, and then hit some matchups over the weekend. Maybe uh, be completely inebriated the whole time. That'd Ooh. be pretty fun. That'd be, that'd be electric. It's possible. 
yeah, get a few of those $19 beers at, at Southern Hills in you, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, we're good to go. We're gonna have to have figure to... out. We're gonna have to figure something out on that because fuck, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not and Oklahoma also has a has a alcohol tax. So on oh Monday, I bought a 16 ounce Kona. And on the board, it says 15 bucks. By the time she finished ringing me up, it was 1850. Oh my God. 1850. Then they give you the pad and it's like, oh, would you like the tip? And the lowest percentage is 18%, which would bring it to, I don't know. So you end up paying 20 bucks for just a 16 ounce Kona. It's not right. <laughs> it's not right. I'm way over So you're going right. to so go to the concession stand. You go, Sir, can we get three beers, please? Yeah, that'll be $68. <laughs> Probably closer to 80. Probably oh closer to 80. Oh, my God. What a joke. Well, that's how it was at Trump, too, when we played Trump, remember? I was like, yeah. I got two. I, what did I get? The grapefruit vodkas, and it was like $75. <laughs> you made them double you made them double i did i did but still (laughs) unacceptable all right we'll get out of here with that we're gonna go hit this uh live over on this tampa bay lightning florida panthers game that's one nothing in the second period that sounds like fun uh chris why don't you remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop Sometimes you step in it and it just smells like shit, but sometimes it smells like Southern Hills Golf Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is Fade 